traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. This program is designed to provide general information with regards to the subject matters covered. This information is given with the understanding that neither the hosts, guests, sponsors, or station are engaged in rendering any specific and personal, medical, financial, legal, counseling, professional service, or any advice. You should seek the services of competent professionals before applying or trying any suggested ideas. Bountiful, beloved, immortal beings, and good-looking people. Remember, you're good-looking because you're always looking for and finding the good. And you have found good in abundance because you have consciously and conscientiously tuned into the joy of living with your humble host, Barry Shore, B-A-R-R-Y-S-H-O-R-E, BarryShore.com. And you have tuned in to this show, The Joy of Living, for one reason and one reason only. And it's a great reason. It's the best reason. It's the only reason. Because you care the most in the entire world about you. Y-O-U-E-W-E. And that's great. Because when you are the best you possible, you make the world a better place. You create bridges and more harmony, can bring more joy, happiness, peace, and love to the world. And we are especially happy that you joined in today because the advice and the information that you're going to be getting today is going to be helpful. It's going to make you healthier, wealthier, and wiser. And as my friend Jack Canfield of Chicken Soup for the Soul said, who doesn't want that, Barry? to be healthier, wealthier, and wiser, because that's what happens when you listen to the people who are on the show, and especially this show today. We have a remarkably interesting, inspiring, and uh, helpful guest, and we'll be getting to him in just a few moments, because it's really important to hear what he has to say, because he's a contributor to your wellness. Remember, making you healthier, wealthier, and wiser is what we do in this show called The Joy of Living. Because on this show, we work with the three fundamentals of life. And the three fundamentals are, number one, life. Your life has purpose. And when you live a purpose-driven life, you can go mad. And now, in this case, MAD is a wonderful acronym that stands for make a difference. Because when you live in purpose, when you think in good and you speak in good and you act in good, you are making a difference in the world for positive, purposeful, powerful, pleasant way. And the third fundamental of life is that you can uncover the secrets and the power of everyday words and terms. Everyday words and terms. Simple example. 
www. Ask anybody what www stands for, and invariably they'll tell you, well, it has something to do with the internet. And factually speaking, they're correct. But right now, this show is being carried over the internet. This being hosted by K4HD.com. If you want to put up, oh, we already have 15, 20, 38 comments up on the board, people saying hello, hello, because there are right now 303,613 people around the world who have tuned in and listening to this show. So thank you. We are humbled. We are honored. And thank you very much. WWW, ask anybody, what does it stand for? And they'll tell you something to do with the internet. And it's quite correct. But in our world, the world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant, WWW stands for, drum roll, fanfare, da-da-da-da. Da, da. What a wonderful world. <laughs> and what a is a word, W-H-A-T-A. What a wonderful world. And, of course, a tip of the hat and a big thank you to Louis Armstrong Satchmo for enabling that song to go viral and not touch just millions or tens of millions of hundreds of millions, billions of people around the planet. And whenever you hear the opening bars of that song, right away, you, what do you do? You can't help it. I see people right away, they're smiling. Because when you hear, what a wonderful world, you smile. Now, smile is a great acronym, maybe one of the most important acronyms you'll ever learn internalize, utilize, and leverage in your life because SMILE stands for seeing miracles in life every day. Seeing miracles in life every day. Now, people raise their hand, whether I'm speaking to 50 people or 5,000. Right now, we have lots of comments. I'm going, Mr. Shore, Mr. Shore, I've been up for hours where I haven't seen any miracles. And I ask them, can you hear? Are you here? Can you see? Can you stand? Can you walk? Do you have water to drink? Do you have food to eat? Do you have family, your friends, do you have a place to sleep? Those are all miracles. Now, in today's world, especially, here is a proof of a great miracle. Ready? Million plus people didn't get out of bed this morning. Why? They died. Well, if you're listening to this, you're watching this, you didn't. That is miraculous in and of itself. Now, here's something else. This is the year 2020. We're in the midst of a worldwide pandemic. People decades from now, maybe in a century from now, will watch this show and say, oh, yes, I remember 2020. That was the year of pandemic. Millions of people are not getting out of bed this morning because they can't. They're infirm. But I trust 99.99% of everybody watching is able to get out of bed. That is miraculous. Now, also, on a personal level, I can tell you my story. Again, we have over 300,000 people listening every single week now, and I truly, truly am happy, humbled, and honored by it. Uh, but usually we have at least 250, 260,000 people. People always asking their friends to come and say, come and listen to the joy of living because it's an exuberant experience. And thank you for that. So on September 17th, 2004, imagine I was standing up in the morning, just like I hope 99.99% of everybody watching, hale and hearty, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. And that evening, I was in the hospital paralyzed from my neck down. I became what's known as a quadriplegic. Nothing on my body moved. And it was not an automobile accident. It was not a spinal injury. It was a rare disease that took over my body and rendered me completely, totally paralyzed. 144 days in the hospital. I was in a hospital bed in my own home for two years. I couldn't turn over by myself. I was in a wheelchair for four years. You see, I, my hands, I, I can't put up four. And they thank God they work, but they're not like your hands. I was in a wheelchair for four years. I had braces on both my legs, from my hips to my ankles. And that was progress. 
thank God today I'm able to be vertical and ambulatory, albeit with the help of a six and a half foot walking wand made for me by a Zen master, but I still can't walk up a stair by myself or a curb, and I've helped 12 hours a day, seven days a week. But you hear my voice, positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant. Why? Because I've learned to see miracles in life every day. It still takes me 10 minutes to get out of bed in the morning, but I can get out of bed. Now, by the way, just as an example of something, you're seeing me moving my arms and looking like I'm and with beautiful tan, robust and everything. Watch how I get up from the chair. Everybody, one, two, three, up and down so fast you couldn't even see it, right? Because I can't get up from the chair. I'm paralyzed still from my waist down, but still doing miraculous things because I can see miracles in life every day. But I got to tell you a funny story. My niece, my eight-year-old niece comes over to me a few weeks ago and she says, Uncle Barry, Uncle Barry, can we spell smile, S-M-I-E-L? And I asked, I thought about it, I said, smile, smile, why not? It sounds the same. How come? Because she says, because then it would stand for seeing miracles in everyday life. <laughs> out of the mouth of babes. Is that not wonderful? That's fabulous because she was creating the kind of world she wants to live in. And create is a wonderful acronym. It stands for causing rethinking, enabling all to excel. When your thinking is in good, speaking in good, acting in good, you cause rethinking and everybody benefits as a result of that. Look, thank God we all have a brain. And your brain has over 100 billion brain cells. And there's about 10,000 connections for each one of those brain cells. Trillions of connections to the synapses. And your brain is there for more than just deciding what kind of latte you want this morning. Our brains are so powerful that we can literally create the kind of world we want to live in. Now, I have to do something and warn you in advance. Your humble host, Barry Shore, does use a lot of four-letter words. I even use the four-letter F-U word. So just warning you in advance, I use it because of shock value and it's fun. But the four-letter words that we use, of course, because we live in a positive, purposeful, powerful, pleasant world are love, live, hope, grow, gain, <laughs> free, Pray, holy, isn't that wonderful? Self, care, <laughs> and the F-U word is fun. Fun, F-U, capital N, capital N. But Barry Shore, Barry Shore, people say fun is only spelled with three letters, not in our world, the world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant. It's spelled F-U, capital N, capital N. So after the show, when you see your family and your friends and you have a big smile on your face, remember this, stands for in a twinkle in your eye, point your fingers, say, F you, everybody. But remember to add right away, capital N, capital N. Say, where'd you get that? Say, I listened to Barry Shore at the joy of living. And by the way, you're going to hear a lot of information today. You're going to learn remarkable things from our fabulous guest and above me. But more importantly, don't have to write anything down. Just lean in and let all the information flow over you. Put up questions, all kinds of things, because all you have to do is go to the website, www, remember what it stands for, .barryshore.com, B-A-R-R-Y-S-H-O-R-E. Go to the website because you want to listen to the show again. Certainly you want to do that. And you want to share this with at least five people so that over a million and a half people around the world will be touched by this remarkable, powerful, positive, purposeful, pleasant person that we're bringing to you. And just go to www.barryshore.com. Now, before we bring on our amazing guest, I want to urge you to do two things. One thing, actually. I want you to use the two most powerful and important words in the English language. And I'd like you to use these words three times a day 
for the rest of your life. Three times, rest of your life. And what are these words? These two words are, drum roll, fanfare, da-da, da-da. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank stands for to harmonize and network kindness. To harmonize and network kindness. The Dalai Lama is quoted as saying, I've read in his writings, be kind whenever possible. And it's always possible, he says. <laughs> now, when, when we're God willing, able to go back into coffee shops and get our lattes and such, you imagine walking to your coffee shop, ordering your fancy latte for five and a half dollars. You sit down, somebody brings it to you, you say, thank you. Or you walk into the coffee shop, you order a fancy latte, five and a half dollars, and you sit, a couple of minutes go by, nobody brings it to you. You go to the counter and say, oh, I'm sorry, we forgot, we were busy, we'll bring it to you. A few more minutes go by, somebody brings it to you, you say, thank you. You're walking out of the coffee shop, but it's raining out. Somebody holds the door open for you, you say, thank you. You're walking out of the coffee shop, and it's raining out, and somebody slams the door on you, you say, thank you. You're stuck in traffic, you're late for an appointment, somebody cuts you off, you say, Thank you. You get up in the middle of the night and you stub your toe and it hurts. You say, thank you to harmonize and network kindness. Everyone, everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Therefore, be kind always. Keep inspiring noble deeds. And I am deeply humbled and honored to be able to introduce you to somebody who is kind. He inspires noble deeds. And I'm going to ask him right now, Greg Hammer, Dr. Greg Hammer, can you come on and say a huge hello to 303,000 people around the world? Hello, world. <laughs> That's great. But where are you? I want to see your face, Greg. <laughs> Is your computer uh, not hooked up for um, video? No, it is actually hooked up for video. Uh-huh. But all we're getting right now is an avatar that says Greg Hammer. But, oh, maybe we're coming through. Okay, but we're going to introduce you anyway. Uh, let's see. Rebel, is there any way you can uh, get Greg to be seen? Maybe not. Okay, if there isn't, there isn't. That's how it is. Greg, it's a pleasure and a delight to have you with us today. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to just jump right in because it's so important what you have to share with people. Let me just tell people, if I start reading his real CV, his curriculum vitae, we'll be here for the rest of the hour of the show. So I'm just going to hit a few highlights. Number one, Greg is a doctor. So yes, I could be calling Greg, Dr. Greg Hammer, but he gave me permission to call him Greg. So welcome and thank you for that. Number two, he's the author most recently, because he's written other things, called Gain Without Pain. That's the, the intriguing title. And it's also subtitled as a happiness book for healthcare professionals. Um, it says here, by the way, uh, one of my notes, you have to show yourself. I don't know what that means, Greg, so I'm just reading what the note says. But um, other than that, we'll just continue. Okay. Uh, so the, this great book, Gain Without Pain, and he talks about the really interesting phenomenon uh, about burnout amongst healthcare professionals. But really what we're going to be talking about is burnout in regular human beings because we're facing something this very moment that hasn't been faced in certainly a century, and maybe actually in the history of the world, because it is so, uh, how should we say, it's so pervasive, and because our modern society literally has come to a standstill because of it, and it is affecting everyone deeply emotionally, and it's causing havoc, wreaking havoc throughout the country. Um, 
Okay, I'm not even going to read the comments about something else we could do to get you, to people to see you. But suffice to say, uh, Greg's specialty is in pediatric intensive care. He's also a pediatric anesthesiologist. He's a professor at Stanford University. He's really involved in wellness as opposed to illness, which, by the way, a lot of doctors are. Interesting enough, Greg has chosen to say that his whole pathway is in wellness. And it's really important to understand that that is a positive, purposeful, powerful, pleasant way of discussing what it is that you do, Greg, in life. So without further ado, I'd like to just jump in and let's address um, the question right at the moment. Talk to us first of all about burnout in healthcare professionals, but let's broaden the topic and talk about how to avoid, obviously, burnout for self-caring people. But start with professionals, if you'd be so kind. Sure. First of all, it's great to be with you, Barry. Thank you. And uh, it's interesting that you were talking about miracles and uh, an acronym including that, um, because in my book is a quote by Albert Einstein. Yes. Which is that there are only two ways to live your life. One is though nothing is a miracle. The other is as though everything is a miracle. And we're, tr we're choosing that one, are we not, Greg? Yes, we are. And, and I, I firmly believe that, as obviously you do as well. Um, burnout. So burnout is very simply defined emotional and physical exhaustion related to chronic stress. Emotional and physical exhaustion related to chronic stress. And we know that acute stress may actually be adaptive, and that is that when, for example, your toddler falls into the swimming pool, it's a good thing for your adrenaline level to go way up, for your cortisol level to skyrocket, and that helps you mobilize quickly, jump in the pool and, and rescue your toddler. But when stress goes on for weeks, months, even longer, as it has certainly during the COVID pandemic for so many of us, that increase in adrenaline and cortisol in your body, among other things, actually is harmful to your heart and blood vessels, your cardiovascular system. It's harmful and suppressive to your immune system. And that kind of stress actually ages us. We know, for example, that if we look at people who are elderly, they have a shortening of something called telomeres, which are the little protective caps at the end of their chromosomes. They're kind of like those little tips of your shoelaces that prevent your shoelaces from becoming frayed. What so a, by the way, that was yeah. a great analogy and a, and a very good visual. Thank you. <laughs> good. So we know that telomeres do become shorter and less functional as we age. And in people who undergo chronic stress, telomeres also shorten. So there are just a, a host of physiologic changes that are adverse associated with chronic stress. And uh, this is very prevalent now, as, as you, are, I'm sure, have discussed on your show related to the COVID pandemic, but also stress is something that most of us have off and on, uh, some more than others, some more on than off. And uh, stress is harmful. So first of all, we have to identify what is causing us the stress. And more importantly, then we have to have tools to help us let go of that stress. And that's really my area of interest and why I wrote this book. This is so wonderful. Let me just uh, have, oh, wow, 
more than 50 questions up on the board, and it's wonderful. Uh, people never heard of telomeres before, but thank God most people have seen shoelaces, especially with the end there. So, now, again, a great visual. And just a quick question. Greg, when was the last time anybody ever said F you to you when you laughed? <laughs> uh, I can't remember the last time that happened, Mary, to be honest with you. So I'm glad we was able to say it on this show. But let's go to something fascinating. I think you, you, you might uh, really enjoy this because, again, the name of Greg's book and everything about this show you can find at www.barryshore.com. Everything about Greg, extensive information and in his book. And I urge everybody to get it, to use it, gain without pain. But I want to share with you something that I think you might find of interest as well. So the name of the show, of course, is The Joy of Living. And my forthcoming book, which is coming out, God willing, December 2nd, is entitled The Joy of Living, subtitled Healthier, Wealthier You. It happens to be that the that is what the publisher wants us to use. The working title, working subtitle prior to that was Stress Kills, Joy Heals. So Everybody knows what you're saying. I mean, intellectually, stress does kill. I call it death by a, a thousand sighs. And I would like to mention something, and I'd like you to comment on it. Uh, I am a very big fan of acronyms, as you've heard in the introduction and, and how we work with things. And, and one of the interesting, I have an interesting, uh, by the way, I just thought right now of a, um, <laughs> of an acronym for gain and an acronym for pain, but we'll talk about that later. But stress from what I wrote in the book has two ways of looking at it. One is, and by the way, you should know, I think you do know, it is the most searched term in the world after COVID and pandemic. Stress, that's what it is. And then you're, you're echoing that at this very moment because everybody is, is being touched by it and in mostly adverse ways. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So stress stands for stomach turning reality, enabling self sabotage. Ah! I lost my job. I lost my house. But this happening. Don't you know what's going on? That's how most people live with stress. And again, like you pointed out, if it happens in a moment and it can be used in a positive way, but when it becomes endemic and it becomes part and parcel of the being, then it will literally kill one. The other way of reading the word stress is stomach turning reality. It's true. There is a difficult situation. Enabling self-success. How do I respond to any particular situation? What is my choice of response? And how I respond in that particular moment can literally mean the difference between life and death. So with that as an introduction, Dr. Hammer, <laughs> talking about life and death, uh, let's delve a little more deeply into stress. And I want to ask you something that is specific to your uh, particular uh, specialty, which is pediatrics. I think, and this is me, I'm just a layperson. I think that children are suffering, maybe even more than adults right now, because of not being able to be in school and therefore to be in an, uh, how do we call it, an atmosphere with other kids, with other things, and, and really being able to utilize all of the things that happen in youth. And they're being denied that right now. And I think that's adding tremendous amounts of difficulty, not just for themselves, but for families. Please address that from the kid's point of view. 
Sure. Well, I mean, that could be a whole separate program, I'm sure. Uh, okay. Well, maybe but clearly, I mean, it, as we grow and develop, we need stimuli in our environment. And that includes stimuli from our friends, our peers. We learn what is me, what is not me. This is my toy. That is not my toy. Uh, so we learn about defining a boundary for ourselves in part by being with other people, in particular other children. Um, so yes, that's certainly a source of stress for kids is being deprived of their social interactions with their peers. Although there are ways that, uh, you know, parents can invoke to uh, accommodate children being with their peers outside, some distancing, et cetera, et cetera, depending on the child's age, they may be cooperative with wearing a mask or not. Um, but certainly this is a very stressful time for kids uh, related to the social deprivation, if you will, in a way, and, and all the other positive elements of being in a classroom, uh, learning to take instruction, um, and so many other elements that are quite nuanced. Moreover, though, I think uh, many families are very stressed out having their kids at home related to a variety mm -hmm. of reasons. One is that uh, the kids are trying to do, quote, distance learning, and sitting in front of a computer screen is not a way for most kids to engage and be engaged and, and really learn, but especially those who have a bit of limited attention span. And so this can be very, very difficult on families, and, and many families are dealing with multimodal stress, not only related to their kids, but trying to have a schedule separate, separating work life from family time, uh, sleep, exercise, and nutrition are compromised. Uh, I have a chapter on each of those at the end of the book, but those are kind of the three elements that create a tripod on which rests our spiritual well-being. Sleep, let's, exercise, and nutrition. So uh, yeah, those let's, are, let's let's emphasize those three again. So nutrition is one. Yes, sleep, exercise, and nutrition. So these are the the most important elements in any in quotation marks normal human experience. In other well, words, I think they they yeah. represent the three elements that serve as a support system for everything else in our lives, the emotional self, the intellectual self, the spiritual self. So if we don't take care of those, we'll be sufficiently distracted because we're exhausted, um, because we're unhappy with the, the tone of our bodies and, and maybe we're gaining weight. And uh, you know, when we don't eat well, we suffer the consequences of that too. And, and stress feeds into our sleep, exercise, and nutrition in sort of a positive feedback manner. That is, stress interferes with our sleep. And then when we're sleep deprived and exhausted, we tend to reach for sugary foods to give ourselves a boost in energy, which is, of course, very temporary. We tend to reach for fatty comfort foods, which are also unhealthy. So first, our sleep is degraded when we're stressed. And then our nutrition also tends to suffer. And uh, we get exhausted and maybe uh, reluctant to engage in exercise properly. And certainly the pandemic has eliminated one venue for us to exercise for those of us who are used to going to the gym. But there are ways to address all of these things successfully and, and to focus on our sleep, exercise and nutrition. To do that, we have to practice the I in gain, which is intention. 
So we need to be very purposeful about the way we lead our lives in general, but in particularly preserving our sleep, exercise, and nutrition habits during this pandemic. So let's talk about the four aspects. Um, I think you just gave it a little bit of a tickle with that, uh, that the four aspects probably relate to a G word, an A word, the I is the intention, and an N word. So if um, intention is the I in gain, and uh, and I happen to love the title, by the way, as I'm sure you do and your publishers do, the, the gain without pain, because on one level, it speaks to the famous uh, aphorism, of course, there's no gain without pain. Uh, but the, the it's especially today, uh, attention spans, even before the pandemic, I think were uh, truncated in most cases for not just children, but adults. It, it seems to have been almost in quotation marks, a pandemic of inattentiveness. But leave that aside, obviously exacerbated, not obviously, but seemingly exacerbated by the uh, pandemic. And I think you touched on something I'd like to just spend a moment on, if you don't mind, even if you do, actually, because I'm going to ask the question. Uh, yes, children find it, I think, more difficult with this thing called distance learning, computers and things like that. But I believe adults also uh, find it more difficult to engage uh, certainly in productive uh, learning and such with the, the computer as the, the interface and that that human element is just so part of us, thank God. But without it, without it, Greg, that stimuli is so missing that it literally doesn't allow um, the synapses to fire, as it were. Well, I think the computer can be a very useful tool, obviously. It's like most or all, perhaps, of the technical advancements in our culture over the decades, centuries, millennia, in fact, it's a double-edged sword. Obviously, there's a great deal of benefit to having the WWW, the internet, um, but there are also a whole host of uh, adverse associations that go along with it. But I would say, let's go to the G in gain. Yes, which is for gratitude. And, oh, very good. Thank you. And with regard to that, how does the computer come into that uh, domain? I would invite people who are suffering, as all of us are to some degree, during the pandemic to look back a little over 100 years ago at the great influenza pandemic of 1918. Mm -hmm. During that time, around 50 million people, give or take a few million, around the world perished. Uh, the medical conditions were terrible. Uh, you know, sanitation was compromised. Uh, there were not enough trucks actually to pick up bodies in some cities like Philadelphia. So children and adults would be living in a home with one or more deceased family members, and they would have to store them in a room, store their bodies there. Uh, you can just imagine the horror of that. And now imagine, uh, fast forward to today, where we may be physically isolated from our loved ones, but we're not virtually isolated. So we do have this ability to connect as you and I are right now and, and your listeners as well. So we should be grateful for the advance in technology, in, in sanitation, in medical care, so many things that we have now that we didn't have 100 years ago when uh, you know death and dying became uh, so much more prevalent related to the influenza outbreak. 
I, I so, want to make I want to pause on that for a moment because um, one of the things that people don't know about Greg and I know it because I've read it and I spoke to him just briefly on the phone last week. Um, and he mentioned it by he showed his hand when he mentioned the quote from Einstein. Uh, Greg is a meditator. So all of the diplomas and all of the accolades that he has um, come into being because he's also, as I said, he's involved with wellness versus illness. And as, as a practicing meditator, he understands that gratitude, in my humble opinion, is what we call that emotion which has the greatest shelf life. In other words, once you become involved in being grateful and recognizing gratitude and knowing this wonderful quote, which I was given over when I was nine, ninth grade, Greg, the only arithmetic you need to master is that which enables you to count your blessings. Wonderful. That, yeah, that, that was my math teacher. He told in the front of the class, he said, I'm going to try and teach you algebra and things like that. But I'm also going to tell you that the only arithmetic you have to master is that which enables you to count your blessings. So that's what Greg is sharing with us. And he can do it because he's not just multidisciplinary. He is giving us insight into the human, the true human condition. Now, by the way, Greg. Uh, we do usually have we have sponsors on the show. I am not going to be playing any commercials during our time together. I think this is just so profoundly important and interesting that I'm just we're not just going we're just not going to do it. We're just going to keep going. So I wanted to make people aware, and we got thank God listeners all over the world. We have a large contingency of people from China, from uh, Southeast Asia, from the Indian subcontinent, throughout Africa, Australia, Europe, uh, obviously the United States and such. So this ability to be living in gratitude for what it is that we do have is such an important factor in diminishing or reducing, mitigating the stress level in your life. Am I correct in saying that? Absolutely. You pointed to it earlier when you were talking about saying thank you. And, and just such a simple little gesture actually gives us a little hit of a feel-good chemical called dopamine. Right. So, yes, expressing, <laughs> expressing gratitude is extremely important. And, and we know gratitude is central to resilience and happiness. You can be uh, blind and happy. You've demonstrated that you can be partially paralyzed and happy. You can be poor and happy but you'll never see a person who is happy who is not grateful. So that is just an easy way for us to wrap our minds around that gratitude is really central to happiness. And it's something that we can all practice. All we have to do is have the correct mindset, which again goes to our intention. We can use our purposefulness to change the way we think for the better. So good. And the A therefore is? The A is acceptance. And uh, I wouldn't, advise anyone to do what might be called a spiritual bypass. And that is just be grateful, pretend that everything in the world is rosy and, and optimistic. There is pain and suffering in the world. We experience it. There's a, I think, kind of a background resonance from millennia and centuries past where we've taken people out of their home cultures in Africa and enslaved them, put them in the holds of big ships and transported them to Europe and the United States and, and enslaved them, I think there's still a, a resonating vibration of, of pain and suffering from that, from the ravaging of the Earth's ecology, 
from wars and famines over the millennia, not to mention those that are ongoing now. And so there's going to be pain and suffering. And I think actually pain and suffering are intrinsically part of life. And we need to face that. So in my gain meditation, which uh, I practice every morning, gratitude is first. Once I've gotten in touch with the breath and kind of slowed down my heart rate and feel myself sinking into my heart, I celebrate gratitude through a contemplation and then transition to acceptance where I really feel uh, and visualize opening my heart to things that are painful. Um, you know, I lost my beautiful son, Max, at the age of 29, three years ago. And so for me, that's one of the first things that comes to mind every morning when I do my meditation uh, is accepting the fact that he's no longer with us. And, uh, you know, as a serenity prayer would have us understand, we need to discern between what we can change and what we cannot change. And mm -hmm. that which we cannot change, we must accept. And uh, so this is a process where we can actually visualize opening our hearts and bringing that thing which is painful closer and closer and closer until there's no separation between that pain and our hearts. And we can answer the question, can I live with this pain forever in the affirmative? And often when we merge with this pain, we experience that it's really not as bad as we thought. You know, we have a negativity bias. We tend to remember the negative and catastrophize when we think about the future because of our negativity bias. And it turns out that in the present moment, when we merge with this pain, it's greatly diminished. There's a formula in my book, since we love formulas in, in medicine and science in general, suffering equals pain times resistance. Mm -hmm. Suffering equals pain times resistance. And the pain is the pain. It's there. If we resist it, if we try to bypass it, if we try to deny it, we're increasing our resistance and that increases the suffering. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, acceptance in this context being the opposite of resistance, if we accept the pain, our suffering is diminished. And so acceptance is really important and uh, it's a good second stage in the, in the game contemplation. And then I, for intention, we've already, not already, but we've discussed, what is the N? The well, N word. Yeah. <laughs> let me just expand on the I, uh, because as I said, and as I know you're aware, we, we have a negativity bias. We tend to hold on to negative thoughts and forget about positive thoughts and experiences. And the other thing about us, beside our negativity bias, is that we tend to dwell in the past and the future. And again, like we talked about acute stress being adaptive in some cases, chronic stress essentially always being maladaptive, our thoughts of the past can be adaptive in that we may savor our good memories. We certainly want to learn from our mistakes. Those are adaptive considerations of the past. But beyond that, when we dwell in the past, we often have regret and shame. If only I had done this. I'm so sorry I did or said that. And the same applies to the future. It's adaptive to look forward to good times with loved ones. It's adaptive to plan so we can put bread on the table. But beyond that, we tend to be obsessed with the future as we are with the past. And that generates fear and anxiety. So how do we become more present? And again, this is where intention comes in. 
You know, uh, one of my mentors, John Kabat-Zinn, defined mindfulness as an awareness of the present moment on purpose, non-judgmentally, on purpose. We can actually use our intention to rewire our brains from this negativistic way of thinking mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to a more positive way. We can focus on what we have rather than what we apparently right. lack. Mm -hmm. And there's a great program out of Duke University called Three Good Things. And basically, right. you can sign up for that as, a, as an enrollee and you pledge to think of three good things before you go to sleep at night. And this takes no time. You can do it while you're turning down the bed or putting on your pajamas if you wear pajamas. And you think of three good things. And I can tell you, Barry, you know, one, it's a beautiful day. I, I was able to sit outside for a few minutes and read a book. I needed a break. And and that was refreshing. And being on your show is certainly going to be one of my three good things tonight. And meeting you, uh, you. we have more of a visual, at least I do. I'm sorry that you don't. Um, <laughs> and I'm looking forward to a wonderful organic meal this evening. And so simply by thinking of three good things before we go to sleep that transpired during the day, we actually sleep better and become happier. Mm -hmm. And again, that's intention. It doesn't take any time and we can rewire our brains uh, from this negativity bias, from this obsession with the past and the future that's maladaptive, and we can rewire our brains to be more positive and more present. Correct. And we have to exercise those muscles, if you will, baby steps a little bit every day. That's how we learn, and we can learn to be more purposeful or intentional in positive ways in our life. Absolutely. And, uh, and by the way, yes. this is what the doctor ordered, everybody. Do you hear? This is his RX. The doctor is giving you his prescription for success in life. And the end, because we're coming up to the Can you believe this, Greg? We're coming up to the end of the show already. What is the end? The end is non-judgment. And, and Barry, you know as well as I do that our brains are always analyzing everything in our environment. And comparing one thing to another. And we tend, because of our negativity bias, to compare ourselves with others unfavorably. That person is taller, better looking, smarter, and we're very self-judgmental, very hard on ourselves. And non-judgment in, in the gain domain is simply exercising that pathway whereby we let go of judgments. We don't have to describe everything as good or bad. The world is as it is. We didn't make it that way, just as we didn't make ourselves the way we are. So let's not be judgmental of the world and people in the world, and let's drop the judgments of ourselves as well. And gratitude, acceptance, intention, and non-judgment, I think, are really the four pillars of resilience and happiness. Happiness, joy, peace, and love. I think you might like this one, Greg. So first of all, a huge thank you to you. Remember? to harmonize and network kindness three times a day, everybody, rest of your life. Uh, you might like this because you just mentioned we have a negativity bias uh, in my book and in my life. And thank God I've been able to help tens of thousands of people with this in the Joy of Living uh, Foundation. Uh, we talk about self-talk. And as you know, as you mentioned, we have a negativity bias. So we, we turn around self-talk. And you might like this as an acronym. You ready? I'm ready. SELF stands for knowing that you are a soul experiencing life fully, teaching always love and kindness. Beautiful. 
especially to yourself. <laughs> it's self-care. Okay, uh, we just have a couple more minutes and talk about time moving at warp speed, Greg. This has been absolutely fantastic, and I'm glad you enjoyed it as well. I'm going to put you on the spot, kid. You got um, 83 seconds. You ready? I'm ready. What is your most fervent desire? 83 seconds. Well, if you want to call it a desire, uh, I think probably like you, my number one wish would be for happiness amongst all 7 billion of us. Happiness is all that all 7 billion of us want. And happiness is, is our true nature, as a matter of fact. And unfortunately, as we develop and, you know, I take care of newborns, infants, school-age children and adolescents and some adults, as we develop, the happiness that is our true nature becomes veiled by the way our minds develop. That okay, is. so we're going we're gonna to pause on that because I want to I focus on that is our true nature. So, Dr. Greg Hammer, are you ready? In front of 303,613 people around the world, I'm going to embrace you with a hug. Are you ready, sir? Always. One, two, three. And thank you, everybody, for being here. And again, you want to hear, listen to this again. You really want to. You want to share with at least five people. You say you want to do that, go to www. Remember, that stands for What a Wonderful World. Barryshore.com. And on the joy of living, you tuned in consciously, conscientiously, because you know in this show, you will be healthier, as we learned today, and wealthier and wiser because we work on the three fundamentals of life. And those three fundamentals are, number one, life. Your life has purpose. As Greg pointed out, purpose, intention. And because of that, you can go mad. In this case, mad is a great acronym. It stands for go make a difference. And the third is to unlock the secrets and the power of everyday words and terms. WWW, what a wonderful world. Smile, seeing miracles in life every day, as Greg said, or see miracles in everyday life, as my eight-year-old niece said, create the kind of world you want to live in, like he told us, non-judgmental, causing rethinking, enabling all to excel, use four-letter words, love, life, live, grow, hope, holy, gain, self-care, talk. <laughs> F you, everybody, F you, capital N, capital N, remember to add that right away, and say thank you three times a day, every single day for the rest of your life. Thanks stands for to harmonize and network kindness. Everyone, everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Be kind, always. Keep inspiring noble deeds. And Greg, again, a huge thank you for being with us, sharing with us. Share, by the way, stands for spreading happiness and rejuvenating energy. And would like to give a blessing to everybody watching, listening. Go forth. Live exuberantly. Spread the seeds of joy, happiness, peace, and love. Go mad. Go make a difference. Bye, all. Thank you, Barry.
traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.